0: And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat not, financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. This week, let's just be honest, this month, it's good to be back, 3A NFT, all about affordable NFTs, Uh, we're going to be covering... Frankly, a lot of news that happened in the period that we were off and then kind of getting into speculation on how low will it go, things that have been affecting the overall NFT floor market, and I think that'll uh that'll shake out. How's it going, Andrew?
1: Yeah, going well. Yeah, there's been been a lot happening and you know, you'd think that a thirty eight million dollar mint would be a bullish sign for the NFT market, but man, it's been it's been ugly out there.
0: Yeah, well, what are you talking about? What is this $38 million? Well, that's the
1: that's the, uh, the elementals uh, from Azuki, and so we, we'll, we'll get into this a bit. So anything, uh, you've been active at all, anything new in your wallet? Probably not, we've been off a bit, so probably, uh, probably anything, well, i let you answer, anything Anything going on there?
0: I'm Actually, I'm just sort of waiting, I don't want to miss the, uh, when we get into like that paint drop that might be coming in in August, that I don't know if anything new has come out about it though.
1: Yeah, I haven't heard anything new there. That's right. That's the uh, the paint drop or from Fuocious, the uh, the PFP collection coming there. So that is uh, scheduled for August. Yeah. Well, why don't we get into our our news here? You know, as alluded to earlier, there was a big, big project minting and this was the so this is a the, the second collection from the azuki creators a follow-on collection this was this minted out to the holders to pre existing azuki holders um and let's see they raised 38 million in that sale oh man it did not go well the the reveal here uh was a big disappointment the Elementals, they look very, very similar to the original Azuki's, making it pretty difficult to tell the difference between the two without looking at the collection or you know, the contract info. So this has been this has been pretty detrimental to both the price of both the Elementals and the Azuki, the original Azuki collection. I believe the floor has gone from about seventeen ETH. and uh, let's see, this looks like we're down down to, to
0: seven and. Seven and dropping, I would say. Yeah, yeah. So
1: that's a and that that happened in a in a hurry. So I think these minted out. Let's say I believe they were. Yeah, let's see. They sold out in fifteen minutes. I think they were two ETH. Yes, they were two ETH a piece. And do you happen to have that floor up there? The element. Let's see, I'm seeing a floor price there of 1.25, so well under the, the mid price, although it has rebounded a bit from where it was earlier. It had gone well a bit under 1 ETH. So it's really been, you know, I, th- I think it started as a very bullish sign seeing 38 million. You saw that there were people here ready to go. And, you know, this sort of turned things around in the negative sense, I think. And it's been, been really ugly for, for NFT collections across the board.
0: Yeah, but this is the biggest drop we see. So if you are looking at, you know, spoiler Absolutely. alert, our NFT yeah. floor drop like this drop 60 percent in 30 days, you know, it, it's leading the charge. If you look at the top 10, you know, kind of sized by major projects and that is a it, it feels like during a, the bull market, right? When you had one of these like bad drops, it really didn't kill the main project as much, but I think, you know, if, you know, you are riding on the the hype, the hype cycle of a new drop and you miss the mark and you disappoint users, uh, you're, you're paying a more dear price now. Uh, And so there's like almost this like incredible risk when maybe you're holding a major project like Azuki or other, other projects that, you know, promise an upcoming drop and eh, Yeah. Would you pick up one of these? Yeah, and uh, these, really... If it really drops. Would you shop one of those, or no? You don't think that's a play? No, no, I'm I'm staying away from these. You
1: know, I mean, I, I, I no, no, I can't touch this collection right now. I don't know enough about what's going on at this point, and it's not good from from where I do sit.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair. I do know somebody who was like got in Azuki fairly high, and it, it was just pain. It was just. <laughs> all the way down. Yeah, and
1: it's really been one of the the bigger success stories of PFPs, you know, of the, the non 40 yeah. universe of PFPs, um, you know, so it is it's disappointing to see and yeah, I mean, the the collections really are incredibly similar. So you know, there is a, let's see, the Elementals holders, I think they're, they're trying to demand a refund or, you know, I think there's a couple different parties that are, you know, that are threatening lawsuits here. I believe the they've said that they are going to update the artwork, you know, at, the, at this point, um, you know, I don't think that that will, will save the project, but, you know, I think there's, it's not the end of it, you know, we'll see what happens, uh, you know, down the road here.
0: I'm All right, confused. moving on. What, what, hold on. What is the hack? Go ahead. Experience? Like the Azuki hack? Like, is that a real thing? They're like NFT holders who are like demanding a refund now, but I'm confused.
1: Let's see. Okay, so they, there was a flaw in the Izuki DAO contract that stole 35 ETH, it looks like. They had, so they had overwhelmingly voted to hire a lawyer and sue the pseudonymous Azuki uh, founder Zagabond. And to demand that shiru labs refund is 38 million um so then there was a flaw in the the dow contract that you know presumably was collecting money to uh to hire the lawyer so not a good situation there
0: no it's um you know i, I think there's the the normal frustration but you know 35 e-tac is not very good in your contract layer oh i was just wondering if it was something bigger than that but yeah it seems like a Let's. Here's a reason for us to be frustrated. And come, come after you for a, a drop that didn't moon immediately. Um, I don't know how much sympathy I have for somebody arguing that a JPEG drop to them, uh, <laughs> that promised social value, didn't meet your expectation. Yeah, yeah well.
1: I mean it's, it's it's yeah, disappointing that I you know I think that if that had gone right, it really could have um you know sparked a lot more interest in the the NFT market and you know instead it was another. <laughs> Another uh, drop gone
0: wrong. Yeah, we're used to that, though. All right. What else we got? Nice. Yeah.
1: All right. So Autograph, the NFT, not NFT startup, I guess we should be saying now. Uh, this one's co-founded by Tom Brady, where you can uh, collect uh uh items from from famous athletes um they are shifting their focus they are no longer a nft company they're removing crypto language and trying to do more on uh ex- relationships between uh athletes and uh fans so you know interesting um you know we've seen that reddit uh has called them uh, I believe digital collectibles you know, were seeing that the nft name really does not have a <laughs> good connotation and you know we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of companies use the technology without necessarily saying nft and you know seems to be having more success they seem to be having more success in that way you know to be determined if, if autograph will uh, have success uh, dior the the fashion label is another uh, company that has recently uh, let's see this is their entering nfts but won't uh say nft so i don't know the the specific term that they're using here let's see uh digital twins uh, to the, the physical uh good so you know it is interesting we're seeing these um seeing companies get into this without getting into nfts without actually saying nft
0: but doesn't that make sense like i feel like this is the the new technology adoption cycle like we're a website mm-hmm we're a company, right? Right. We you do don't have website. to put
1: .com in your name.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is you know we're moving out of the the two thousands into like no we we get it you don't have to say www dot right like you don't have to say it's an NFT right, like right. no 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 and I I think that's smart I mean look they went through one hundred seventy million dollar fundraising round so yikes uh you know tough tough pivot there when you call yourself a you know NFT celebrity but I'd say Changing more to the core of the mission of deepening the relationship between uh, celebrities and fans, like, that makes sense. By the way, digital collectibles, NFTs, blockchain, whatever, right? What are you trying to do? And it better not be make NFTs. <laughs> make website. Yeah. We make website. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we make website. <laughs> the celebrity. Celebrity website. That is, what you know, like, we're maturing. But, you know, I, no, the Tom Brady stuff is all over, Um My mother-in-law was telling me about Tom Brady's woes. I was like, "What?" So it's like the type of news that gets out there is like, "Oh, you know, Tom Brady lost all his money in NFTs and uh, FTX crash is um, the top level, but you know, it's not going under. He's pivoting." So here's a.
1: Now I'm actually I was actually just checking that these political NFTs. We've talked a little bit about this and about the Trump NFT specifically. Um, So this is you know saying how has the, the Trump 2004 campaign already started, you know, using looking at these political NFTs, you know, and, and looking at these, they actually do call them digital Trump cards, digital trading cards, they're not NFTs here, I've noticed as well. Um, not real surprising, you know, and you are seeing that that is, yeah, I mean, it's a much more natural way, you know, people aren't collecting, aren't collecting these for the sake of them being NFTs. You know, presumably they're doing it for other reasons. And I think that's a great way to to look at these. Um, George, you've talked a little bit about political, about campaign or fundraising through uh, with NFTs. What do you think of this here?
0: Yeah, I, this is a brilliant backdoor. I got to be honest, if you are, um, if you're an elected official and you're like going to be in the game for a while, There's the pros and cons of this are are pretty clear. I think, though, the fact that anytime you want people sort of rallying to give you money in any manner of way, uh, the fact that just trading an action on those 10 percent, I believe the royalty fee goes to um, goes to Trump. Right. And it's also a sort of a proxy for his uh, popularity. Right. What is your floor? It's a reputation element right now. I will note that. If, if I were that type of person, uh, the floor price has dropped 70%. Um, there was a huge drop um, in mid-April, April 17th. But the, the floor price is now 0. 0.12 down from previously, it was like hovering around point four point five. 0.5. Uh, so, look, I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I won't. But if you want to bet on something, I would say him pushing that popularity... Um, might be worth taking a look at it if you are a true degenerate, because I believe when the political campaign cycle begins to rise, uh, his supporters will look at that floor price as a proxy for popularity. And, you know, there's 44,000 of them. There's quite a a good number of them out there in the market. If I were them, I'd probably do another drop um, to do a shameless cash grab, but... You know, any reasonable strategy would have some relationship to the original Trump cards. Um, but it's uh, it's interesting. Actually, I'm pretty surprised to see that drop and I don't quite understand why. I, I think there have been some liquidations and to see a drop like that, it means like something um, odd happened in a liquidation format. You know, somebody was levered up and had to had to dump and uh, there's just not enough buyers in the market to support usually that price. Yeah, yeah. I think that we you know, I think we should keep an eye on this. I think that we will see more and more
1: uh politicians using these using NFTs or not NFTs not um, at for NFTs. fundraising. <laughs> yeah. Onies.
0: <laughs> Come on now. Onies dot e. <laughs> okay, Thank go. you. Thank you for the plug.
1: <laughs> so the generative art platform FX Hash has has now uh, expanded to ethereum uh this is a this was previously only on um uh on the tezos uh, ecosystem or in the tezos ecosystem so this is a pretty big move this isn't a tezos isn't a layer two this is a much bigger uh shift here to a new chain to the evm uh, the ethereum virtual machine um you know it's so bigger change here but i think this is you know pretty significant fx hash has um i mean they have I would guess thousands, if not, I mean, certainly hundreds of projects on there. I'm, I'm thinking thousands. Um, and have been sort of a, um, I mean, uh, in a way, uh, I mean, a more experimental uh, generative art platform than what Artblocks has offered. And they've had some really successful artists come through some that have gone on to produce uh, Artblocks projects. Um, so I think that this is cool that they are expanding to Ethereum. Um, you know, I'm not sure you know i'm not sure what they are thinking about the future of the tezos uh the tezos platform or the tezos chain there or you know but i think this is cool that they will uh they will be accessible on the the ethereum uh, network
0: i mean we we really did talk about this the platform hopping that would happen and you know that was actually a big basis of Mm -hmm. our uh you know our bet at the time and frankly I, i still stand behind it of shopping underpriced Tezos artists, who are, by all means, quite popular on platforms like Artblocks. And the fact that you can now move this over to the Ethereum network for whatever that's worth, um, I, I think adds uh, adds value to that, assuming the entire market doesn't, you know, sort of go, go to zero, which I don't believe it will. Um, so I think this is a bull case for Tezos uh, value shopping, actually.
1: Have you been speaking? Of would you bridge? actually hold on? Here's a What's question that? for you.
0: Would you bridge something? Like I don't know why I would, but I like that I could. Actually, you know why I would? Because I get a little nervous because I don't go on my Tezos wallet that often. <laughs> that I would do something yeah. dumb, <laughs> and I maybe just like I'd rather just have it under my banner, right? Like so, my banner of like mostly stable.eth right? Like that's whatever my where I want to show off my stuff for you know as marketplaces get better or my social profile gets hooked to that. The fact that it's like orphaned over on my Tezos, like X234589, like that's not where (laughs) and how I can show it off. So maybe that would be a reason.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I like the idea of basically having them all in one or accessible in one wallet um, and not necessarily on multiple chains. Um, Yeah, I I do see the the benefit there, you know, uh, although it is, you know, it, it's funny, we, we sort of look at that as okay coming to the Ethereum ecosystem, not as okay when it's going out of the Ethereum ecosystem. So, yeah, that's you know, maybe a little bit uh, biased on <laughs> our part.
0: <laughs> it's not clear already. We're Ethereum maxis. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> well, want to be a maxi necessarily, works. but... <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. there's a, No, no, that's important. Like Betting on versus like... This is the solution to all things in the world. I think, yeah, we're shy of that. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Apparently, Shappella did not fix the uh, conflict in Ukraine, right? (laughs) We thought it would. It didn't. Ah. Uh, Right. Another contract upgrade. Should do it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Jesus. (laughs) All right. So, speaking of gen art, we've got Sotheby's launching their own... uh, let's see blockchain fueled program for generative artists blockchain fueled hear that um so you know I think this is just kind of showing the the uh the I mean gen art has been around for a long time but it really has taken off with with NFTs and with um with crypto in general it's really it's really impressive how gen art has continued to to garner interest um you know we recently talked about the Demetri Cherniak, uh the goose piece that sold for Five point eight or a little over six with the fees, um, six million. So you know, some pretty uh, impressive prices. And uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 interesting to see that there's still more happening in this Gen art space. Um, Sotheby's certainly has uh, paid attention to this. You know, when they're selling these, they see that maybe they could uh, have their own in house program. I'm see, I'm sure, and uh, that's what they're launching here. Um, it's so it's a program for artists to develop these. So it's not not necessarily a platform like Artblocks, Not a competitor, I would say.
0: But, no, they're using uh, Artblocks. Definitely... It says it's on the right, uh, right, right. Built yeah, sorry. On the <laughs> engine. So like it's just a huge nod for, frankly, Artblocks. Yeah, yeah, art blocks, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, the you know, I, I think I'm a little bit bearish on the generative art simply because like with. Platforms like Hugging Face, like you could just spin up a model within two clicks of a mouse and generate as many images as you'd like. It really has lost a lot of the art element, I think, in that it is proliferated. You're still
1: going with generative in a different way, not the code base generating the piece from the code, right? That's what I think we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, maybe I should separate it out a bit more. But what I'm talking about, is yeah, like I mean, the it is generate, we're using generative like, so
1: much, maybe we need, gen- <laughs> it's, it's tough, because we're using generative so much in, in AI now. And I think it, it's, it's a maybe giving the wrong name to what generative art generally is in the generally is in the um, in the NFT space being being the code creates the, the you know, a specific code algorithm creates this these outputs, it can be, you know, there's a range of potential outputs, some are going to be, you know, rarer than others. Um, But I think that maybe it's not always clear. And maybe it's not always (laughs) being used the same way in the articles that are, (laughs) you know, that we're even looking at for this, uh, these news uh, pieces.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm uh, I'm more and more wary of uh, one, I think if you're an original artist that has established themselves, like, I respect that you started using this code, but if you're just sort of, you know, frankly, anybody rolling out of bed and you, now you're able to click a few buttons, I'll just be honest and create a generative image or a generative art collection based on code that creates, you know, based on some seed that you put in there, a bunch of images. Um, yeah. You know, the easier that gets, the the less unique, at least I find, the, the overall piece. But there's always new fascinating creative uh ways groundbreaking ways of well, uh building on that but if you're using the same tool look if everyone uses canva to like design something you know, like eventually it just sort of looks pretty darn similar like i can identify a canva image now pretty darn quickly here's my template and i clicked it together here's my you know whatever c generated uh piece and like i think we're we're getting to that point, so I'm a little nervous about new uh, new artists and projects on that using that code. But we'll see. All right, we've got.
1: Uh, let's see. Beeple piece has just entered a museum. This is the first uh, piece from Beeple to uh, to be collected by a museum. So it's quite a risque piece. Um, you know not even risque four for people. So some images that look like Sam Bakeman freed in um, go take a look (laughs) Uh, in the FTX (laughs) office. but (laughs) I'm not even, I'm not going to try to describe this, but you've heard the stories about what was going on there. It's it's off of those. All right, go take a look at it. Um, But it is cool to see, you know, not, I'm actually kind of surprised that there is not a, there was not already a, a piece in a museum just based on how um how much he has uh how how uh, how the notoriety he has like, again, and the uh um just interest that he has um brought to the space go take a look
0: <laughs> I'm sorry this is uh yeah go take a look um he's having him I'll say this he's having his way with himself and seems to be enjoying it does seem to be enjoying it do you uh... think th- it seems like it's also art created by someone who may have lost money in all of that. but <laughs> so, Yeah, maybe. That's, there's that's some spice. Not, not out of
1: question. And let's see. I've got one more, one more here, one more article. This is one of the Robbie Barrett nudes. This was one of the early pieces on uh, the Super Rare platform. This just sold for $340,000. Uh, let's see, 175 ETH. So, yeah this is let's see this is frame number 111 portrait number 7 so these were given out at a um auction in let's see at the Christie's auction in 2018 summer of 2018 uh many people did not keep them at all so these were some of the earliest ai generated uh, nft's um i think they are the credited as the first ai generated nft's um so they have been um some of the especially some of the most premium prices, in it, especially on the super rare collection outside of X copy, and uh, still happening right now. So definitely an impressive price to see in this bear market here. 175 ETH. Um, I, let's see the last one. I believe. At least some of these, let's see, yeah, some of these have sold for as much as a million, um, you know, so a a good price, you know, considering that those were low, but this is still a very uh, healthy price in a bear market. Now, there are people that really just don't appreciate the art here. They don't think that it's a good example of AI art. They don't maybe think it's art um, at all. Even the artist has has kind of out. somewhat critical of the or very critical of the prices that these have fetched thinking that they are absurd he hasn't uh, produced any new pieces on his uh, super rare account since those so uh, you know it's it's interesting that the the artist doesn't even <laughs> appreciate that they are going for that much and there are definitely uh some some critics out there as
0: well so i'm confused when you're we're talking about like what was you know the ai generated or not just ai but you know these generated pieces i thought that autoglyphs was had provenance as one of the first generative generative not ai correct generative not ai gen but, art but this is AI. ai yeah this is gen like art
1: this is yeah ai art you know i mean that's what it's at least I, do, I don't know a whole i don't know a lot about the story behind the the production of these pieces or where they came from um but I, I don't know, I know more about the pieces themselves than the, the production of them, or, you know, the inspiration behind the pieces.
0: Yeah, gotcha. So general versus AI, I mean, look, when you look at tools like Dolly to like, they're generating some odd 2 million images a day, <laughs> um, that, I mean, they're just churning these things out via like API calls that now like on demand. So, you know, I guess the provenance matters, right? You know, first or early, uh, does hold sway. Uh, but I've been burned on definitely that type of thinking for like, everything is a first for something. If you get like weird enough, I feel like it's like baseball stats. This is the first player to hit a double <laughs> while chewing gum in the third inning in the, <laughs> in the green monster. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, so look, our, our theme is, is pretty straightforward. We've also like been dancing around it and talking about how low can it go for NFT floor price, uh, but there's been a you know precipitous drop recently. Overall, I think you know it is attributable to uh, different prices being hit, but the NFT leveraging going on um, on margin causes these sudden swings. Uh, where you flood the market with a bunch of sales because things have to be liquidated. And when that happens, there's, you know, only a certain amount of buyers uh, at certain price points. So that price continues to drop until you find a buyer. An NFT floor price is not an NFT floor price. (laughs) It's the lowest amount that the current seller has listed. The real floor price is below that. And I don't know, call it, what, 10 to 20% sometimes below that based on the delta between the WEF bid and the, the actual yeah. floor list. So if you suddenly right. chew up all of that, your floor is actually a lot softer than that because once the, let's say, 10 bids are accepted, move down the ladder, you begin to drop pretty darn quickly. Now, yes, they can rebound, but that's, I think the story here of why in um i'll just switch it to 30 uh 30 days and if you can go to like uh, nftpricefloor.com or wherever you like to go um uh, but you know things like bored apes dropped 24%, 32% on Mutant apes uh which you know was the i think that was the levered position that suddenly uh got liquidated um of course crumbie squiggles not moving down cuz it knows i i wanted to buy one so those things are <laughs> only down three percent which is uh a nothing a nothing burger um but down i mean we talked about azuki dropping um by sixty percent uh other side other deed for other side job thirty five percent uh so you know big hits in that top ten which you know just sways uh sways the overall market um i'm impressed actually to see the sandbox um Still yeah, out this... there at point three which one wow. <laughs> Sandbox is at 0. 0.35. They're only down 10, percent but I'm really impressed that that's that's still out there. And Decentraland holding at 0. 05 ETH. Um not bad. Mebits, yeah, are it's has been ugly
1: out there. I think you know when we are talking about, yeah, where
0: are they? at? Mebits are at 1.2. That one drops below one. Would you get back in? The... You you had a bunch of Mebits, I know, back in the day. Have you liquidated all your Mebits?
1: <laughs> yes, I found a good i don't have any me bits anymore i had a, I found a good good loophole there to get some of those <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you did uh, you, that was pretty clever uh, you have a one too i don't know and
1: <laughs> nftx was a help there yeah claiming it's it's worked in others too but i think most people are onto this when you can claim things you can use things like
0: those pools to swap in and out and and go claim um, Yeah. I don't know how interesting it is going down, but it's just a surprise. Like, you know, Moonbirds continues to drop. They're at 1.8. I've said if, like, I get interested in Moonbirds at one ETH. Uh, MeBits, you know, it's tough to, to catch a falling knife on, on those. Um, you know, V Friends also down, classically a, a product, a project that was up pretty, pretty darn high. You know, he's got one year left on the conference there. Um, but what you're seeing is the, Art, though, um, you know, art projects like Chromi as I mentioned, is not really moving. Autoglyphs is frankly up, but doesn't have enough action to really be fair about that Fidenza. Uh, I know you obviously had that Fidenza back uh, a little way back, but, you know, that's just not moving. It, the price is really strong over the 30 days and holding. Um, so it's really the, you know, that PFP collection just taking, taking a hit because there's just not enough new folks coming in chasing new projects so that's i think why we get more excited about brands and companies coming in you know there are folks flipping flipping starbucks uh, odyssey stuff pretty well right now i think uh, what do you think when we hit the the floor of the floor or do we still have
1: more to go you know it's it's tough to say you know i think there's you know for a long time we've said that that most of these projects are going to go to zero and, you know, we may be seeing that in action right now of many projects that, you know, you thought might be safe and might be making it through, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling now. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's been a lot of blame on being pointed uh, or being placed on the, the NFT marketplaces. If you look at crypto Twitter, um, if you know, they're, whether it's blur um, with the lending incentives or, you you know, any of them, or even OpenSea, I mean, they, they really, you know, there's a, I think there's a good point made. Um, let's see, this is this one, I've seen it a couple of times, but this one in particular is zero cool ETH. Um, just talking about the fact that NFT marketplaces need, you really, it's not about how many listings you really want to have the, the floor, you want to have the lowest price, that's where people are going to go to buy, you know, and that's, they know that, um, you know, that that's what it takes. So having lower prices is, is sort of, you know, it's, it's sort of in the NFT marketplaces uh, benefit. And, you know, I think that we are seeing, this especially when there's multiple uh, new listings coming on and, you know, we, we know what happens when, when uh, you know, when things are running hot, you know, there's the the FOMO really keeps the momentum going and, and the price moving up. And it's just the opposite right now. We're just seeing it everywhere. And, you know, I think that, well well, I'd like to say that it's over. You know, I, I don't think it is. You know, I think that we're really going to start, we're going to see, we're going to see some corrections on some of these collections. Um, some of these will be much better than they are right now, but I think that we're still, we're still uh, looking at more downside for, for many PFP collections that just don't um, maybe, I mean, don't have, that aren't engaging their, their holders enough to, to entice them not to list and then not to. Them, not to list or not to get loans on and you know and then we've got the, the
0: same problem that, uh, that we discussed earlier yeah for sure uh i do think there's you know it'll be fun when the market does come back i do firmly believe it'll be back but um not in the near term i'm checking on my moon cats though i haven't i haven't checked it here's my bet <laughs> It's 0.3 because it doesn't move. Maybe 0.25. Let's see what my mooncats are. Wait, you cut out there. What was the What was the one thing? I'm trying to get the mooncat price. It's slowly loading. Come on, mooncats. Oh, 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 oh. but it's dropped. Oh, no. It's at 0.19. It's It's fallen off its mark of, of 0.3. I don't know. It might be time for more mooncats. Mooncats, moon uh-oh. I would love i jump in. I haven't bought an NFT in a while. You know what? feeling like a moon cat uh alrighty. uh that was everything i wanted to cover good speculation on floor price i uh, will see you out there good luck
1: all right see you out there
0: this has been an episode of the triple a nft podcast all about affordable nfts the episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com. In our show notes, again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. Hope you learned something.